Cause I don't give a fuck what you say Yeah, I'ma do shit my way So you can go kick rocks I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say So I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave Six feet deep under, but my body won't decay Cause my messages are timeless So they'll put them on display, oh yeah What's up, this your boy Tank here And welcome to episode two of my podcast of Anything, everything, and all in between. Yeah, there's a lot to damn say because I got a lot of shit to damn get off my chest. And today's episode, as you can see, concerts. God, I miss fucking concerts, man. Like going to the concerts, seeing the artists doing their thing. But what I really missed about concerts, to be frankly honest with you, is working the concerts give you a quick little history lesson i used to work for a security company quote unquote crowd management and it'd be the ones that you see on the football field with the yellow shirts on they got csc on there stuff like that yeah quick little shout out to them and also a big middle finger to them love hate relationship with that job but i digress but concerts i love working concerts because you get to see every single little thing like you get to see the backstage stuff you get to see uh artists on stage i got a chance to meet snoop dogg on stage 311 mary j blige lincoln park like the list goes on and on but it's just something about working at a concert has a different feeling from actually going to a concert because when you go into a concert you have to wait in that line. You bought the ticket. You're basically standing up. If it's standing room, general admission, you're just standing all day. And my favorite concerts is always going to be anything with Ever Essence. But my all-time favorite concert that I've been to was him, We Are the Fallen, and Doman. Those three bands literally stole the show. It was fucking amazing and i went by myself on that one and if you don't know who they is they literally a rock band we are the fallen is like a secondary we're all um ever essence uh because even two of the members was former drummers and guitarists for ever essence domen is a dope band haven't heard from him in a minute but if you ever get a chance listen to him great sound him Oh my God, if you don't know about him, you should know the name Bella Vallo. If you don't know about that, if you ever watch Jackass or Viva La Bam, that's Bam Margera's all-time favorite band. And I can see why. These guys are from Finland. These guys been having hits after hits after hits, record after record. And they finally stopped for a second, but Bella Vallo is literally touring by itself. But that was the only time I got to see them in concert. And when you're there to concert, you get to listen to the music live and you, you get all these memories of your favorite songs and you get to see the people just having a great time, sweating up the dance storms, smelling like two bags of fuck that shit. But still a good experience. But working at a concert is different. Because you get to be there way before the crowd gets there. You get to set up everything. Alright, y'all going to be at the front of the stage. Y'all going to be at the door. Y'all going to be at the gate. You're going to be here. You're going to be there. They spread us all over. So every day is a new adventure. 
and there was three concerts that come to mind um that really sticks out to me now one of them i kind of touched on on my youtube video and i'm gonna revisit that and another one i never got a chance to tell you which had to deal with taylor swift and the other one i did had to deal with a country star name of kenny chesney motherfucking kenny chesney so we're gonna start in order so the first concert that i did touch on in video if you ever watched it and it's still on there now and i was telling the story and i'm going ahead and say it again trey songs trey songs is that one rb artist that i never got into at all never understood them wasn't a big fan of them that's a list of artists that i do genuinely do not like you ask me why it's just a feeling that i have it's the same thing with chris brown same thing with lizzo i know some people love them too i'm still gonna say it fuck them I, I i can't deal with them i can't stand them i'm not even a beyonce fan i'm gonna be honest with you i was a disney's child fan but not a beyonce fan let's just get that straight but when it comes down to trey songs when he first came out these women was going nuts for this damn man i mean fucking panties getting wet for this guy and they just constantly listening to him over and over it was like the early 2000s versions of genuine like that's how popular this dude was and only thing i knew about genuine well only thing i knew about trey songs my bad is when it comes down to his records you would think he'd be talking about a lot of love songs, which he does, but he gets very pornographic with his songs, and especially word choices. And the best way to describe some of his album is you need a condom just to listen to it. That's all I've been hearing. So I never heard anything of his music. I never heard anything on interviews. I never even watched one of his videos. But lo and behold, he had a chance to come to Atlanta. It was at Georgia State University. He had a small little concert that he was doing. And I'm like, all right, whatever. It's money. I'm making money. I just don't want to be at the front of the stage. So luckily, they had me outside the doors. So in the Georgia State Arena is where they play the college basketball game at. And you go up these escalators and you go right into the basketball court. So they emptied all that out just for the stage. So I'm outside the doors in the lobby area. Girls are lining in, coming in, just filling in. They need, they looking gorgeous. Just drop dead gorgeous. And there was a couple of guys in there. And I mean, a couple of guys that was in there that was dressed to the nines trying to impress the girls but the girls ain't paying no fucking attention to these guys they only here for trace songs they don't give two dog shits about you whatsoever and there was this one blazing chick and this girl stuck out from everybody else like the girls was checking her out the guys was checking her out co-worker was checking her out it was insane she was like Kamora Lee fine, but finer. But everybody was coming in. She was sitting right next to me by the wall. And 
we didn't talk or anything. She would just only ask me, like, can I use this charger, like, this plug for the charger? I'm like, yeah, do what you want. So, so I'm watching that, and she says she needs to use the restroom. Can you watch my phone? I'm like, sure, I ain't going nowhere. So I watch the phone, and she goes to the restroom. She comes back, and then that's when a little small talk happens, and she, she's talking about Trey songs, and it's, like, going out of one ear, out the other. I don't give two flying fucks, whatever. So the concert get ready to start. So everybody stopped filing in. The doors closed. I'm like, all right, good. This would be the perfect time for me to use the restroom because nobody's here in the lobby. I'm going to the lobby, uh, to the lobby restroom, go to the urinal. And guys, you already know what I'm about to say on this one. When it comes down to the urinals, there's three urinals. Which one do you think I stood in? You know damn well, if I go in the middle, no other guy is going to go to the next urinal on the left or the right side of you whatsoever it's like a guy code we just don't do that unless it's a guy situation but i'm like i'm not gonna do this to these people so i'm going to the far left so i'll go to the urinal do my business this guy walks up and he goes in a urinal right next to me you already broke guy code on that i'm just gonna put it out there you already broke fucking guy code and while we're doing our business this man just randomly just want to start talking to me, talking about how he loved Trey Songs, how he loved his music, how he loved his videos, how he loved his tattoo on his chest. I'm like, hold the fuck up. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Why are you talking about this man's tattoo on his chest while I'm over here holding my damn dick, trying to damn take a piss? I'm like, what the fuck is this? Then I realized this man was not on the same baseball team as me. This man here was a very extraordinary uh, gay guy. And I mean, very flamboyant. So I was thrown back for a second. I'm like, oh, okay. So I finished up, washed my hands, and I go back to post. He goes inside. Music starts. He's doing his thing. About 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes go by. Every time somebody will leave out the concert through the doors the door opened up i can hear the songs clearly but as soon as the door closed it just muffled so i don't get a chance to really hear his songs nor that i wanted to listen to it but more and more people kept going in out the doors i kept hearing more of the songs and it just getting more provocative and the girls are just screaming and i would get to the screaming later because that will lead to the next story but I'm just sitting here like, whatever, man. We only got like a couple more minutes left before the concert over, uh, over with. It is what it is. Then all of a sudden, the door opened up again. And I could hear from the door, Trey Song singing. And he was in the middle of the song. And I know this is not the exact words, but it was in this realm. And he was like, girl, tell me how your pussy feels or something in that format. And it, right when he said that, I hear coming from his mic, ugh. I went, what, what, wait a minute, what, what, what the fuck he just said? So as the door is closing, I'm trying to get my freaking damn head through the door. This man had took off his, like, hoodie that he had on. It was a baby blue hoodie. And he wiped the sweat off over him, and he was throwing it at the crowd. Now, where he was throwing it to, ironically, it was towards the blazing chick that was in that area. 
So he saw her, so he was aiming for her. So he's throwing it at her from two sessions over. A guy literally came over and did a Odell Beckham Jr. freaking one-handed catch and snatched that shit out of midair. I look up and I see it's the same guy that was talking to me about Trey Songs in the damn restroom. At this point, I am fucking dying laughing outside the damn door. Because now Trey Songz see this shit. Because I don't know if they got blue. Trey Songz got kissed. Sniffed the jacket. I don't know what it is. But whatever he did made Trey Songz go, ugh. Land on that mic in mid-song. I was losing it. So, as the concert ends, everybody leaves out and... If you haven't been to a concert, which I know majority of y'all who listening has been to a concert, y'all tend to like to wait for the artist to leave out so you can get that one little photo or say goodbye or whatever the case may be. Well, I'm going to pause here because prior before the concert, when we get to the sports arena, we come in wearing all black because that's basically our uniform. We got black pants, black shirts. Then we had to wear, like, the button-down shirts they give us for GSU. So once the concert was over with, we take off the shirts and we leave out. So when we got to the concert, it was me and my boy Joe, uh, another uh, co-worker of ours, and this one skinny dude um, that was with us. Me, Joe, and the other guy are big guys. We're, like, six foot, six, between six foot and six foot four, 250 to, like, 300 pounds. We're, like, big guys. And this one skinny dude weighs like a buck sixty, if soaking wet, and he had a hoodie on. Ironically, the same color as Trey Songs. So as the concert ends, we like okay, all the girls leaving, so we thinking okay, they gonna leave. And keep in mind, Georgia State University is in the middle of freaking downtown Atlanta. Not a lot of places to go. So, we thinking, okay, they just going to get the hell up out of here. Ain't no houses really in that particular area. No, they sitting out there waiting for Trey Songs. Did not know, once Trey Songs got off that stage, he had already took the service elevator, went straight to his car, and they had already got out before the girls even left the arena. So, they sitting out there waiting for Trey Songs, who's not even there. So, once the building got cleared, everybody got the egress out the way, cool. We go ahead and take out the button our shirts. We back in our black. We started heading down the service elevator. Skinny dudes with us because we had parked our car in a far distance. And our boy Joe was giving us a ride in his black on black Yukon. Nice ass truck. Soon we stepped outside. Joe lights up a cigar. I'm walking next to Joe. Big dude's right behind me. And the skinny dude's right behind us. As we walk into the SUV, we to hear the girl screaming. And Joey had no idea what was going on. He's like, why are these damn bitches still here? I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to go home. So we load up. I get in the passenger seat. Joe's driving. Big dude is right behind Joe. And the skinny dude is right behind me. And we start to pull up. We even get out the parking lot. And these girls start rushing the SUV. And I mean, they are mobbing the fuck out of this damn truck. They shaking it. They screaming Trey songs. It, it was fucking bananas. And Joe is particular about his truck. He like, yo, bitches, get the fuck out of my truck. What the fuck wrong with y'all? He's going the hell off. And I'm laughing. And the big dude's laughing too. 
And then it started click. I was like, they think Trey Songs is in here because I have to look back. This bastard behind me with the hoodie on got his headphones on, not even paying attention what's going on. He got his head down. And I looked at Joe. Joe looked at me and he started to realize the same thing. So I just had this little evil thorn in my head. I tapped the guy behind me like, hey, yo, he takes his headphone off what? I said, yo, roll down the window just a little bit and just crack, uh, slide your hand through. He said, what? I said, just shut the fuck up and just do it. He's like, all right. So he rolls down the window maybe three inches. The moment this man took his hand out and put it in the window, this man got snatched like Scorpion was about to do a fatality on his ass. He's like, yo, get him off, get him off, get him off. We're down laughing. Joe's choking on his fucking damn cigar. We could not stop laughing. We got snot coming out our damn nose. Like, it was the funniest damn experience that I ever damn had when it comes down to these fangirls. Like, they literally thought that this bastard was in his damn truck. But when it comes down to fans, some fans get a little bit more crazier. Now, Trey Songz fans, they was nuts, but they weren't as nuts as the Jonas Brothers fans. So, this fast forward a couple more months, we had a concert... And it's more of an outdoor stadium this time. But I drew this short straw to work a 17-hour shift. While everybody else was coming in about 3 o'clock for a 7 o'clock show, I was there since the morning. And I wasn't getting off until midnight. And why was that? It's because they wanted somebody to watch a particular tour bus that wasn't in the backstage area. I'm like, okay, why y'all got me watching this damn big-ass tour bus here? Come to find out, it's Taylor Swift's tour bus. At the time, she was dating one of the Jonas Brothers. I don't know which one. It is what it is. But her dad or whoever manager it was came out of the truck. He said, look, I got a cooler here. Got some sandwiches, chips, drink, water. This is for you. I know you're going to be out here for a long time. I just want to take care of you. And she wanted to make sure you were well fed and taken care of. You need to use the restroom. You can come in here and use the restroom. That was it. So when it comes down to Taylor Swift, I love her to death because she actually do take care of her fans and people that works around it. So she is a genuine sweetheart. As the concert goes on, there's a bunch of girls that's coming to this concert. And I mean ranging from the age of 8 to maybe 24. If 24, because most of the girls I've seen was in their teens, like not even senior high school teens. And they're coming in like fucking water down the damn river. I mean, it's this capacity of this arena could only hold about 20,000 people. They was well over capacity, well over. So I'm talking to the security guy and he had like this Labrador retriever with him and we just have a little chit chat and all of a sudden we just seen cars start pulling up right behind us and they pulling up in an area that's restricted. It's only for employees and people going backstage. So we're trying to figure out why they're coming over here. Every car they pulled up was a parent. It was a mom, dad, sometimes mom, auntie, grandma. It was always somebody older. Every single car that we stopped said the exact same thing. 
they came down here to come pick up their daughter from the concert because either A, they got a call saying they was drunk and they need to get picked up. B, they had stole one of the parents' cars and drove all the way down to Atlanta just to see the damn Jonas Brothers. Or C, they lied to their parents saying they was at a friend's house where the friend actually drugged them to the concert. So it was one of those three things that kept popping up. I'll run into one car and grandma's in the back seat of the car holding a belt like she's about to whoop somebody's ass. So I'm like, okay, now me and the security guy is like freaking just laughing our ass off. And keep in mind, this security guy works for the actual venue. He's a former cop. You can see the guy that got the gun on him. We're just crowd management. So we're just working back and forth with each other. So the concert going on, and you can hear these girls screaming for miles and miles. And the bad thing is, I had to work a Falcons game the next day. I had dreams that when the Falcons came out, I just heard nothing but girls screaming. That's how bad it was. But once the concert ended, the girls are leaving now. I'm thinking, okay, they're going to go ahead and leave out in the parking lot. No, 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 no. These sons of bitches came in droves, standing and driving right where Taylor Swift bus was. Keep in mind, they didn't know that was Taylor Swift bus. They just came over to the booth where me and the security guy was because there's a hill that leads from backstage and it literally would take you up and to the right and lead out into the street. So they knew the path that the Jonas Brothers is going to take off in. Taylor must have knew this. Because she knew she was not getting back on her bus because them fans is going to be swarming that area. So she was riding somewhere in the bus with them. So we're trying to like keep the path clear. Sure enough, the bus started coming up the hill. These girls are screaming. And this one little girl who's about maybe 10, maybe 11 years old had the highest pitch of a scream I ever heard. As soon as the bus came up, all the Jonas Brothers are now front of the bus. You can see the big-ass window. You can see all three of them standing there, waving at the fans. These girls are going butt-fucking-wild. Like, they losing their everlasting damn mind. Where are you? Where are you? Can't even understand them. Then they started to take off. As soon as I turned around, every screaming damn girl literally went back into their cars and started following them down the damn road that shit was scary as hell to have a mob of their screaming damn girls chasing you to go into the next city you don't even know they're going to the hotel or just going to the next city but they was following that damn bus like it was the most insane shit i've ever seen in my life now i thought for a minute that that was the most insane shit until i had not a run-in, but three run-ins with Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney is a country star that was big in the early 2000s. Like from 2007 to maybe 2012. He was a big deal. And traditionally, he just had tight-ass jeans on, a freaking wife beater on, and a cowboy hat on. With the hat on, he just... He's Kenny Chesney. You can recognize him when you see this picture. When he take his hat off, I don't know what this son bitch look like. What's up? So, 
he had a back-to-back concert one day. The first day, I'm working at the front of the stage. So now I have no choice but to listen to this man and watch the crowd. So I'm at the barricade, and these people are freaking pushing the barricade. One Dolly Parton-looking chick talking about, you seen the song, bitch. I don't know the damn song, so I don't know what the fuck you damn talking about. But they kept pushing the barricade, and I looked down. There's like this little five-year-old boy at the front row, and the barricade is like a bicycle fence. It's some raggedy-ass shit that again came up with thinking that's going to hold back these country fans. But they're pushing up against the damn barricade. This boy's face is up against the damn rail. So I see this. So I, I push the rail back, push the folks back, and I grab the little boy, and I put him on my side of the rail. Kenny behind me sees this, taps me on the shoulder, points at the kid, tell me to bring him on stage. All right, cool. I put the kid on stage. Kenny sings a song with him, dance with him, make sure he's okay. About a couple minutes later, he brings the kid back to me. I grab the kid. I set him down. His parents was right like, thank you. No problem. I'm like, I'm going to keep him right here until the concert is over with. And as soon as I said that, I feel a hand grasp my head and shake it. Who the fuck just touched my head? I look back and it's fucking Kenny Chesney. He gives me the thumbs up. And I look back at the wrong crowd. They're like, oh my God, you know Kenny Chesney? No. No, motherfucker. I don't know this man. But everybody thought, kept asking me questions about Kenny. I don't know shit about Kenny. Leave me alone, my game, Kim, Kenny. I don't fucking damn know. So, the next day, same concert, same day, same fucking position. Luckily, no kids was in the front row. Concert goes on as usual. But this time, I get the tap on my left shoulder. I'm like... I'm guessing one of my supervisor or co-worker want to talk to me about something because I'm looking at the crowd. So I look over to the left, don't see nobody. I look back. Kenny Chesney tapped me on the left shoulder and ran to the right side of the stage laughing and gives me the thumbs up. <laughs> I'm like, this motherfucker, I'm going to kill Kenny. Again, I look at the crowd. Oh my God, you're friends with Kenny Chesney. Oh my God, how is he? What kind of person is he? Listen here, bitch. I do not know Kenny. I will never know Kenny, never if I'll ever want to meet Kenny. It's just something that happened yesterday, long story, but yeah, I don't know this bastard. So I thought I was done, concert was over with, I'm thinking I'm done with this man. Go for it about another year, we get a trip to go to Nashville, Tennessee, to the Tennessee Titans Stadium, open field, beautiful stadium. But it's like fucking 98 degrees, almost 100 down there. So they paid us an extra $50 cash just to make the trip. And they give us our radios. And we have our own particular radios that we communicate with each other. But they didn't have no radio for me. So they gave me the production radio. Now the production radio, I can hear everything that's going on backstage. Aside from our radio, we just communicate with each other. So I could hear like, and they had a, like a big country fest in Tennessee. It was Kenny Chesney, it was Garth Brooks, it was um, I I don't know a lot of, I know Trace Atkin was there, and Carrie Underwood when she started off, but it was like some other big name groups, some duo group stuff like that, and 
we at the front of the stage, and the way the stage was set up, think about the letter T, the capitalized T, but upside down. So at the front of the stage is just a long pathway going left to right, and right down the middle goes straight to the crowd, like almost at the 50-yard line. Well, me and my co-worker was at the very tip of that. So we're sweating bullets. We're getting dark as hell. Like, we're getting more of a damn tan. And I was like, look, I'm going to go ahead and get us some water or something. He was like, all right, man, I'll be right here. So I leave out. I go to the damn shade area. I'm talking to some of the production guys. And they're asking me how I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. Just a little hot. Need some water, Gatorade. So they're like, hey, go ahead. Go ahead, pop that cooler. Get you whatever you need. You and your own friend. All right, cool. So they asked me questions about Kenny Chess. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go again. And I tell him the story about what just happened. You know, the last time I went to a Kenny Chesney concert, how he grabbed my head and stuff like that. And they're just laughing their ass off. And I mean, they laughing hard. And I'm like, it's a funny story, but it ain't that funny. Like, why y'all laughing too hard? So I ain't really think much of it. So I'm like, I appreciate it. So I grab my water, head back to my coworker and give him his. I could hear on the radio that the production company literally says Kenny Chesney has now changed his location of what his interest i'm like so he's not coming in stage left he's gonna come in stage right what, what's going on not even five minutes later i can see six guys show up right behind me and my co-worker with curtains rods and a hydraulic pump and they're sitting up right behind us i looked at my co-worker and my friend i said yo what the hell then i stopped ah shit he went what I said, I think I know what Kenny Chesney's going to be at. He said, what you mean? Dude, they're setting up a damn curtain right behind us. This man's going to show up at the end of this stage right behind us. He said, ooh, you get to meet your friends. I said, fuck you. So now it started to get a little nighttime, so it started to cool off, so I'm starting to feel a little better. Kenny started, music started playing, and we could see like the curtain behind us just rising up, and the smoke was coming through it, and Kenny started doing his little intro to one of his songs, and as soon as the curtain dropped, again, we're not supposed to look back at all at the stage. We're just supposed to look at the crowd, make sure nobody jump on stage. But this particular instance, something told me to look back. I turn around, and I see Kenny Chesney look at me, give me the rock on symbol, and then a second of a thought popped in my head went, oh, fuck. That's the same guy I was talking to when I was getting the water in the Gatorades. I was talking to the production guys and Kenny Chesney to Kenny's fucking face. That's why they were laughing so fucking damn hard. Because Kenny Chesney, when he got his hat off, he looks like any motherfucker in damn Tennessee. Because everybody in fucking damn Tennessee was having their tight ass jeans on, a fucking white beater on, and a goddamn cowboy hat on. All looked like fucking damn Kenny Chesney. But when this bitch had the fucking regular damn hat on, like no hat on, he literally looks like an average Joe. I did not damn know. So now I'm like, oh fuck. And I'm looking at Kenny, Kenny looking at me, and I'm looking at Kenny, Kenny looking back at me, gives him on the, the rock on symbol. Yeah, dude! And freaking takes off. And again, I turn around, I look at the crowd. Oh my god, you're friends with Kenny Chesney! How easy! God damn it, Kenny. God damn it, Kenny. That's 
I miss going to the concerts. I miss those adventures of working at the concert because I get to have stories like these. But I'm not in that field of work anymore. Now, I do work part-time at a movie company for security. But since the whole writer strike, is, it is what it is. But working at a concert, I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world because you get more stories than actually going to a concert. But until then... I'll hit y'all up later. Thank y'all for listening to this podcast. This is your boy Tank Harris, and you've been listening to anything, everything, and all between. Like I said, got a lot of shit off my chest. It is what it is. Peace. Cause I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'ma do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave Six feet deep, wonder, but my body won't decay Cause my 